Group. The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday. It's Andy Brownell along with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. So you're back right from New Orleans. I am. We got back late Thursday evening. So one day of working and yeah, I don't know what day it is even. Good thing you're telling me because I mean, yesterday I was like, it's Monday, right? Oh no, it's Friday. You know how it is when you travel. But anyway. So we complain about the humidity in Minnesota. Oh my goodness. It was crazy. (laughs) I'll put it to you this way. We were at a very nice place. The we were I was there for the it was called the Remax Luxury Forum. Okay. And the Luxury Forum is basically just talking about, you know, what you need to know about selling luxury homes, what qualifies to be a luxury home in your market, why do you market that differently, what are some ideas that you can do, you know, that kind of thing. So there's always stuff to learn, right? So it was a short conference. It was Tuesday starting in the afternoon and then all day Wednesday. And then some people had classes on Thursday, depending on if they had to have their certificate, but I've already got mine, so didn't need that. Anyway, so it's pretty short. Which was great because while we were inside, it was at the Four Seasons right on the Mississippi River. And while we were inside, it was beautiful. But as soon as you went outside, it's like, I'm melting. Oh, my gosh. It was really, really humid and hot. I'll take our humidity over their humidity any day. That's what I was going to say. I always laugh when in Minnesota say, oh, the air is so thick, I can't stand it. It's like, you need to go down south for a little while. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy. One evening, we actually, the the humidity kind of cut, and we went on a little um, riverboat cruise on the Mississippi and it was like, wow, the Mississippi is the Mississippi. You look at the riverbanks and it looks, you know, so similar. And, um, it was just beautiful out there. The only thing that was different is they had a little jazz band playing because everywhere you turn, there's a little jazz band playing. (laughs) So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I learned a lot and got just enough of new Orleans to last me for a long time. And it's never been my favorite place, but a lot of people say, Oh, my favorite place to go. I don't know. I've never been. It's not one that's really appealing to me. So yeah, no. I mean, it was. It's it's nice to see. It's nice to visit. But if you like all that, you know, it's it's definitely a good place for foodies and especially people who like all the spice and the Cajun food. But again, that's not really my thing. Yeah. So the the focus on this was luxury homes. Luxury homes. Yeah. So and when they say luxury homes, I mean some of these agents come from markets. So for instance. Our number one REMAX agent in the entire country, his name is Jordan Cohen. And Jordan uh, sells houses to professional athletes. So he sells a lot of $40 million, $25 million, $30 million homes. And you know that his, you know, we all, of course, want to know what his commission rate was. <laughs> and his commission rate is the same as what we charge here in our market for $250,000. So he makes just a little bit of money. And he is, um, I mean, he's a great guy. He's, you know, pretty humble guy and pretty down to earth. He just wrote a book and he had Sylvester Stallone do the foreword in his book, talking about how he was his realtor first and now he's his friend and he's such a good guy. But 
you know, he was talking about, you know, like what you do and it's really no different. You know, he's talking about, you know, just be available and answer your phone. Now, I mean, there's some differences because he spends $50,000 marketing these properties because he has production companies come in and do little commercials for them and, you know, shows them at high profile places, things like, so, you know, clearly you're not going to, you're not going to spend $50,000 to earn an $8,000 commission, right? But when you're making a couple hundred thousand dollar commission, I guess then it, it makes sense. It was interesting. Um, somebody asked the question, you know, like, well, I don't come from a, I don't come from a market where there is luxury homes, but I sell the most expensive homes and I want to be certified so I can advertise myself as such. And the lady who runs the, the luxury Institute, which is not just for Remax, it's for any brand, you know, out there. And it's actually a designation called certified luxury home marketing specialist. And it's a certification that I've had for about 15 years, but a lot of people were at the conference to obtain it because then Thursday you could go to the class. Okay. Anyway, they told us that if a house is two times the average, so like if our average house, our average sale price in Rochester right now is 409000 I don't know, something like that, right, right around there. So then an $820,000 house would be considered a luxury home Okay. in our market. Now, I can imagine selling a $30 million estate house, whatever you want to call it, would be a whole lot different than selling my house, but what about, I mean, is there a big difference when you're marketing a $900,000 home compared to? I mean, you know, I mean, I think they have some really nice things out there, like they have some, you can make nicer brochures, like there was actually one vendor there that had these hard copied basically think of like a hard copied photo album like you get from your wedding or something and then you have the pages printed for that listing and then you could buy this machine that you could actually make the hard copied books and he said that he a lot of people buy them and then give them to their sellers as a even if they're not using them as the brochures in a home they'll give them to their sellers as like a gift at this at the closing which is kind of cool because we've already paid big bucks to have professional photos done so there was definitely some cool things there and um i don't know they had they always bring in like what's the latest and greatest in technology and we actually purchased something that was pretty cool it's like a little mini projector that's battery operated but it puts up a really clear like really clear screen so no matter where we are we can pull up like if we're going to be marketing some new developments so it'll be fun to be able to meet somebody there and then pull up this screen literally on the side of my car and show them what the development will look like you know what i mean so there's just oh, yeah. it's, there's always just cool technology so that you're doing it you're doing one step better than the next guy or you're doing extra things so, yeah, I mean, we like to market all of our homes, you know, really well. But are there some things we do for unique properties or more expensive properties that we don't do on all the properties? Yeah, of course there are. Instead of freshly baked cookies, it's a bottle of champagne. Well, I don't like to use alcohol. <laughs> Just because, I mean, like, some people say to me, can I serve alcohol at my open houses or at the Builder's Parade of Homes? I don't know. It's just kind of a kind of an iffy one. 
Well, yeah, you run a risk too there. Yeah, exactly. Liability. Exactly. I, I've seen those projectors that you're talking about. Those are slick. They're neat. Aren't they cool? Yeah. So I thought, well, you know what? I think it's a cool idea. And, you know, if it's something that the competition isn't doing, it's always good to set yourself apart. And I, I feel like, you know, they make, there's one message that they really drive home at this luxury market. And it's one thing that I tell my team all the time and I tell my clients all the time. When we invest, and key word is here is invest in marketing a property, we cannot think about it as spending. We have to think right. about it as investing. And it's like, oh, I don't want to spend that money to do that. And it's like, no, you're investing the money into your business. Think of yourself as the CEO of this business, and this business happens to be this house that we're trying to sell. And so you're going to invest in getting it sold. Yeah. You know, so I, uh, well, I, even, I, liked, I liked the mindset. That even works for just my house because if I want to. Of course it does. Put the new carpet in. That's an investment towards selling the house. All exactly. Right. Okay. We you're exactly right. We have to take our break already, Robin, so we'll do that. Return it in just a few seconds. It's Robin Gwaltney, okay. Gwaltney Group, Remax Results on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Say, Robin, I heard from one of our listeners. Okay. And they wanted me to relay a question for you. Okay. And this is a situation where they had a family member who has a problem. They okay. had just purchased a home and moved in, and the warm weather came in, and they had been there two or three days. Okay. And turned on the air conditioner, no air conditioner. And they found out it is the compressor. So it is oh boy. a new, they need a new air conditioner. Okay. And obviously they had closed on the house. And right. they had an inspection on the house. And the inspector checked off that the air conditioner worked. Do they, is, what do they do? Is there a recourse? Okay. Um, these are all really good, good. This is a good question, a good little scenario. So first of all, um, the inspector... It's a little different state to state, but in the state of Minnesota, the inspector doesn't have any liability, okay? So you can't come back after the inspector, which seems kind of crazy, but that's why it's only, I shouldn't say only, but it's a few hundred bucks, 350, 400 bucks to have an inspection. And they're really trying to look for big, bad problems, but a working air conditioning would be one of them, okay? So typically, an, an inspector will check the air conditioning. It does get tricky if it's springtime and it's not warm warm enough to turn it on because it can be dangerous, you know, you can't turn it on. But if this just happened, then I imagine the inspection has happened in the last 30 days or so, maybe even 45, but definitely no, I, it would have been warm enough. I think maybe I could say two weeks would be safe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So then definitely the, the inspector could have inspected the um, air conditioning. So the first thing I would do is call the inspector and just say, 
you know, do you remember actually checking the air conditioning and did it actually work? And if the inspector said, oh, you know, I don't think I did check it, well, then you might say, well, why did you bother to tell me? Because at worst case scenario, you could ask that inspector to give you the 450 bucks back because you could use it toward the new air conditioning. Sure. Because if they really didn't check it, that would be a shame. Now, if they checked it and it worked, which could have happened, sure. then it could have broken, you know, sometime between then and closing. And if that's the case, then my next question to the buyer would be, did you do a final walkthrough with your agent? And when you did the final walkthrough, did you go in and turn on the air conditioning to make sure that, um, you know, it started to work and cooled down the house? Like we go through and we check to make sure the freezer's working, the refrigerator's working, and all the things that the uh, homeowner said are working are indeed working. Now, if they didn't check the air conditioning at the walkthrough, then I think they would like to have a conversation with their agent to say, you know, I, I lean on you for your guidance. Is there a reason why you didn't check the air conditioning unit? Because for all I know, it wasn't working prior to going to closing and paying the money. Now, if the agent did check the air conditioning at the walkthrough and it was working at the walkthrough, then it was just really unlucky timing and it broke after, you know, after closing. And can yeah. that happen? It can oh, absolutely yeah. positively happen. So I guess I would just, you know, backtrack and make sure that everything, you know, all the T's were crossed and all the I's were dotted and the people really do have recollection of checking those things and can honestly tell you that yes, indeed they were working. And then it was just bad. Um, this is oh. hindsight and it doesn't help, but you know, one thing that we will often do is if the air conditioner or the furnace or something looks like it might be on its last leg, you know, it might be working, but geez, this thing's 25 years old, could die any day now. You know, we'll ask sometimes the, the seller to purchase a home warranty. And even if the seller doesn't want to, I've had buyers that have said, I would like to purchase the home warranty because, you know, for 550 bucks, I have a safety net for one year so that if any big ticket item breaks down in the next year, I can get it repaired or replaced, whatever it needs. So there are things out there. And again, these are all things that good Realtors are educating their buyers on and telling them about these options, that these options exist. And I, I always take it one step further and tell buyers there's a great program through the gas company that they can actually add a little insurance to their um, you know, appliances and HVAC by paying a little extra each month to the gas bill. And then if something goes wrong, they come in and, and they take care of it. So yep. there's options out there for people who are living on a budget and trying to be responsible and knowing that, hey, I've got to be prepared if something like an air conditioning unit goes out. So hopefully that helps. I don't know. Well, it's good information for the rest of us as well to mm -hmm. have that in the back of your mind that uh, just because the inspection said at this date it was okay doesn't mean it's okay at this date. Right. Especially when you're exactly. talking about, I know in this case, it's uh, probably a 20-year-old air conditioner. Yeah, yeah. So, so they knew that any day now it could have happened. And yeah. so there's something that could have been done, and that could have been like, hey, let's ask the seller to buy a uh, home warranty, yep. or if that's not an option, maybe we want to buy a home warranty, or let's get signed up with the gas company, or, you know, there's things out there. And I'm certainly not trying to make that seller feel bad that none of, or that buyer, excuse me, feel bad that none of those things occurred. But like you said, I'm just trying to help for the other listeners to prevent yep. the same thing from happening. And you'll be happy to know this did not happen in our community. 
Yes, I'm very happy to know that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And and I just, you know, it's like any other profession. There's always some people that don't work as hard for their buyers and they're more focused on getting the deal done and it just makes all of us look bad. As a matter of fact, they showed a ranking um, at the convention this last week about where realtors rank and it was pretty sad as far as in the industry of people where they can be trusted. I think we were like number 37 and I think they made a joke out of it because number 38 was like... Um, uh, Congressman? No. <laughs> no. No, that was 36. No, I don't know. But anyway, it was it was just really sad. But it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was like um, uh, Internet sex telemarketers oh. <laughs> or something. We just ranked right above them. I'm like, oh, well, lovely. Yeah, yeah. but you know, so, you know how that works, though, too. It, all it takes is one bad apple to right. spoil the whole lot. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel very confident that my clients trust me very, very much and continue to reuse me and continue to, um, you know, tell tell their friends and refer me to their family members. And so I'm not worried about me personally not being trusted, but I really do feel bad that our industry is looked so down upon because of the way some agents act. It's, it's unfortunate. All right. We'll do another break here quick, Robin. Come back in just a moment on... Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group, REMAX Results. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Bonus. Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, REMAX Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results on a Saturday morning. And uh, Robin, you've been adding to your team, I see. Oh my gosh, we have gotten some great new agents. I am so excited. And I know I used to be really good about getting the new agents to come on air for a while, introduce themselves, talk about themselves. We haven't done that because, you know, now that we're not in studio, it's not as easy to do. But I'll definitely have to try to line it up where I, you know, one of these Saturday mornings meet one or two of them in the office and get some live intros because, yeah, we've got some great new people. Super excited about them. So I'll tell you a little bit about them. The first one is Elizabeth Birch, and she is not a new agent. She's a veteran agent, and she was working with a team that was at Remax, and then that team made the decision to leave Remax and go with a different brokerage. And she went with for a while, and then decided that she really liked the Remax um, model better. And so she approached me and said, "I'm either going to stay where I am, or I'm going to." come back to Remax and work with you. And so I said, oh, I'd love to sit with you. So we did, and I just felt like I won the lottery when she said she was gonna come and work with us because she's just super dynamic. She's very intelligent. She's very people-oriented, and she is already a very successful realtor. So she's gonna continue to be, you know, continuously be successful. Um, I was so excited. I don't know if you're aware, but they've got those playhouses down at Rochester Fest and down on Thursdays on First. Are you yes. aware of those? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, those are to you know be raffled off at the end of the summer, right? 
to uh, raise money for mental illness and for people who can't afford counseling. I mean, it's, it's just a great cause. And so when they approached me and said, you know, will you be a major sponsor? I said, oh my gosh, I will absolutely do that. Well, then they said, it's a great opportunity. We'll be at Thursdays on First. We'll be at um, Rochester Fest. You, your agents can come down, promote the Gwaltney Group, you know, talk about the real estate market. Well, here I was in Louisiana at this luxury conference and we're on a break and I'm looking at Facebook and I see this live video of our lovely Elizabeth Birch down there promoting the Gwaltney Group and how we're sponsoring these playhouses and how these playhouses are such a great thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this girl's energy. <laughs> so she, I'm super excited about Elizabeth joining us. Then we have another new gal, um, Megan Hager is her name, and she will be working primarily out of the Wabasha office. She's a Wabasha girl, and she was um, raised there, and she's newly married. I think she's a one-year um, newlywed, and she's just super dynamic and super tech savvy. She's a very talented singer, so she enters like singing contests. She's been... Um, like a prize winner at the state fair and she does Minnesota sings and those kind of things. So I love that. But she also loves to create video and TikToks and, you know, all this thing. So it's it's just that fresh new way of marketing that us old ones, right. you know, aren't really that into. <laughs> right? So I love right. that. So she is a welcomed addition. And one more, and that is um, Justin and his last name is a little tricky. It's Zarzinski. It's S-Z-A-R-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. Justin okay. Zarzinski. And he's an Eden Prairie guy. And he actually is a friend of our son Brett's. And they both worked as financial analysts out at IBM. And ultimately both got... I guess bored with that work, you could say. And he sees how much Brett loves what he's doing and the excitement he has. And I think he kind of craved that and wanted to get into a career that he could feel more thrilled about than he was feeling where he was currently at. So Justin joined us. And so we've got three newbies, and that is Elizabeth Birch, Megan Hager, and Justin Zarzinski. So all right. welcome to all three of them. Absolutely. Look forward to a chance sometime to uh, talk with them. We could. Do you have any listings this week? Um, I don't think I have any okay. new well, you've been listings. Too out of uh, yeah. Time anyway. But I have some listing appointments this weekend, so next week I'll have some new listings. Oh, fantastic. But um I was oh, watching what? one of the TV networks and one of the, you know, I don't know. I, I'm terrible with names about who said what and whatever it was, but the conversation struck me because it reminded me of the conversations I've had with you concerning the price of homes and the values of homes. Okay, and, I think, yeah. Um, maybe, were you talking maybe uh, Today Show, Vicki Wynn? That's, okay, see? Okay, because, <laughs> yeah, I actually caught that segment as well, and she did such a good job of explaining that just because home prices have decreased in some areas in the United States, that does not equate to home values have decreased. And her other co-host looked at her like, what are you even saying? And, they said, and she Robin said, says this yeah. all the time. I wanted to say, you go, girl. But anyway, she was saying, you know, because of the inflated 
price increases over the past couple of years, clearly some of that air was going to be let out and some of that was going to deflate a little bit, right? But that doesn't mean that they've deflated below the value. It just means that the prices were above the value. So now the prices, the prices are more in row with the value of the yeah. home. Sometimes you're buying houses for exactly what they're worth. Sometimes you're buying them for a little bit less than they're worth. And sometimes you're still paying a little bit more than they're worth. And it just depends on the house, the area, the situation, all of that. But I was also excited to see that even though the average price has dropped in 3.3% year over year, in the Midwest, the average price has increased by 1.1%. So our home values are not dropping. Our specific prices. local market prices aren't even dropping. And the interest rates are dropping. So there you go. There's a little good news. It is. And, uh, and it's, so, uh, it's that basic economics part of the supply-demand issue that creates the price but doesn't really affect the value. And the thing that I really want to focus on is people need to get in the mindset where they're thinking budget and they're thinking, how much can I afford to pay to live each month? I mean, if you're going out to rent an apartment, you don't think about, hey, what's this apartment really worth? What's it going for per square foot? What is, you just look at what they're asking for rent yeah. and can I afford to pay it, right? So I think if people could just start thinking in those terms when they're buying a house and not be so fixated on what the home price is or even what the interest rate is. But with this price and this rate, what does my monthly payment equate, you know, equal? And can I afford to pay that comfortably? And if I can, I say, go for it. And then if the rates drop down the road, guess what? Refinance. And then your oh, payment yes. even becomes more affordable. Exactly. And the chances that you're going to buy a house that you're going to live in for the next 30 years and pay off are pretty slim because people are not staying in the same jobs. They're not staying in the same houses people just get bored easily and they're moving on i think the average um time that a homeowner stays in their home now is literally between five and seven years they keep their cars so, longer they keep their cars longer yeah. that's really interesting when you think about uh -huh. that when it's time to get new carpet it's just easier to move i don't know no, but i like the mentality because I'm like, well, you're ready to move. I'm ready to help you. <laughs> but I like the budget part of it. If you know, yeah. develop the household budget and you know for this segment of your budget, which is the roof over your head, this is how much you can afford. Then work with that. Yeah. Right. And it's not only the roof over your head, guys, but it's the bank account that you are living in. I mean, I had this conversation with my 26-year-old Uber driver who was driving his Second Tesla, um, he sells, he buys them because he's a very successful Uber driver in New Orleans, okay? Young kid, great personality. And I said, oh my gosh, you have great potential. You're going to go far in life. And he said, thank you, ma'am. I hear that a lot. And he said, um, right now I'm making a very good living. And I'm sure he is. But I said, just don't get complacent and don't feel like this is the best you can do because there's more out there for you. For sure, he says, oh, I know that. And he, at 26, he says, I already know I'll never work for anybody else. And the thing is, a lot of our young people have that very entrepreneurial mindset. Oh, yeah. And um, they just don't see the limits and you kind of got to love it. So he told me he's already bought a home and he's 26 years old. Well, I love stories like that. I, absolutely I do love too. Them. Well... 
I can't believe it's time to ask for the phone number already, Robin. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm happy to help you in any way that I can, you know, whether it's just answering a question about a real estate transaction or about how the process looks, or maybe you want to get an idea what your home is worth. Just please don't hesitate to give me a call. And my phone number is 507-259-4926. All right, Robin. Until next week, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Have a great weekend. That's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9.